You're listening to Red Nation Online. Good day, good night, and welcome to another edition of Off the Woodworks on Red Nation Online. It's a sad week for the Montreal Impact in their quest to go to the 2014 Club World Cup. Well, that quest is over, my friends. Tuesday night, Statsaputa, we needed six goals. We needed a six to nothing, six a zero, and we only got two. Yes, we did beat already at home to nothing. But we were eliminated from the CONCACAF Champions League. Unfortunately. Well, you know what I'm going to say, my friend? Forget about that one and on to the next one. Today on the show, we will not dwell about the elimination of the impact in the CCL. We will talk about the Chicago Fire with Mr. Scott Fenwick from On The Fire Radio Live from Chicago, so we will talk to him in the second half of the show, first of all, first of all, first of all, worst refereeing I've never seen was on Tuesday night, the game started, we had all the calls our way, but then something changed and the referee just started calling everything on the other side, and especially a penalty that should have been called on Montreal twice in that game, it should have been the amount of chances that Montreal had it should have been a destruction of Heredia at Satsaputo. It was going to be a destruction at the Saputo in the Champions League, a destruction. Well, that destruction never happened. You know why? Because Mr. Andrew Ringer couldn't finish, even though he scored a goal and he had an assist. Not an assist, but he had a Paponi scored, Wenger scored. They had a great game. Wenger had. Thousands of opportunities to score goals, and he just buried one. That's too bad. That is really too bad. So now the Montreal Impact are going to have to focus all their energies, all their energy, on the MLS Cup and the Supporters' Shield. All right, I know they're not in the Supporters' Shield race as we speak. They have a couple points behind, and they still have a couple games in hand. Hopefully, the Montreal Impact can turn around the slump that has been going on the last couple weeks to spark up a push for the playoffs and a push for the Shield. Hashtag push for the Shield. And we just have to be careful because it's so tight in the East that we might actually not make the playoffs if we're not being careful. There is a very possible scenario that could happen is that the Montreal Impact can be first on top of the East for half the season and still make the playoffs. I hope you're like me. That's one thing and we really don't want to see. So we're going to have to work towards that goal of making the playoffs. And let's just take a quick glance, quick glance on the standings in the East right now. Because with the games in the East this weekend, it's very tight. Right now, Montreal is six points off the first place in the East. 51 points for the New York Red Bull. 30 games played. You got Kansas City, 48 points. 
29 game played. So we have one game in hand on Kansas City and two game in hand on Rebels. We win those games, we can tie them up on top of the East. And we're facing them next week as well. So that's going to be a very important game. Kansas City, like we said, we're one game in hand, three points behind. It's possible. We'll get the Montreal Impact. 45 points, 28 game played. And all our next opponents are direct adversary, direct opponent in the race for the playoffs. Playoffs. We have this weekend the Chicago Fire. Next week the Houston Dynamo. Then we got the Red Bulls. So it's going to be very important to get points on the road, especially in Chicago and Houston. It's going to be very important to get those away points to make us climb the table and increase that gap behind us. Because we have Dynamo at fourth with only two points behind, one game played more. Then rounding off the top five for the playoffs in the East, we have the New England Revolution in fifth with 40 points. Fire and uh, the Union are 39 points, 29 games played, fighting for a playoff spot with one point behind. So Chicago is going to play a little bit about, they're going to play their season against Montreal tomorrow. And Montreal needs to increase that gap. It used to be eight points, and now it's back to only five. Five points out of the playoff if they're not being careful. They're right in the middle of first place and the top fifth. It's going to be very important for us to continue climbing that table upwards, forward. We don't want to go back. We don't want to take a step back and lose against Dynamo because we never know what can happen with a Dynamo victory in the next couple of weeks. They can actually surpass us in the table, and we don't want to see that happening in the Eastern table. We don't want Montreal to destroy all the good work they've put in this year. All those great results, let's just start with the two first school road results in Seattle and Portland that actually gave us an idea of how the season was going to be. And so far, the season's been great. Magical almost. And don't make it, don't let it go down to waste. Don't make mistakes that can cost you your whole season and not even make the playoffs. Playoffs. We can make the playoffs. Hashtag Montreal push for playoffs. Hashtag push for the shield. Push for shield. It is possible. It is something that we can do this week. Get three points on the road at Toyota Park. So we will preview that Toyota Park game in, uh, in Chicago against the Chicago Firecrackers. We're going to preview it with Scott Fenwick in the second half of the show. There's one game going on tonight, September 27th, Friday. And it's live from Kansas City. At the Cauldron Sporting Park, we get the Philadelphia Union visiting the Kansas City. It's going to be a great game. Kansas City wins, almost kicks off Union out of the playoff race. If the Union wins, they're closer than ever. And Kansas City might, because Kansas City has a chance to get back on top of the table tonight. Even though it's, not gonna be, it's just going to be for a couple of days, it is possible before we see if New York wins during the weekend. That's going to be a very important game. And tomorrow, in the East, a very game that has no meaning whatsoever. we got TFC against DC United. Nobody cares about that game. It's not that we don't care, but there's no, implica there's no playoff implication in that game. It's going to be very important. As you notice, we're talking about more about the playoffs because it is only a hands full of game left in the MLS. It is very important. The tables are really tight on both sides, so it's going to be 
very, very interesting to see what's going on in the weekend. Another game with great, great playoff implication in the West that time. We got Vancouver Whitecaps versus the Real Salt Lake. That's tomorrow, Saturday, 7 p.m. Vancouver has a shot to climb back up to the playoff place. Playoff race, actually. To meet, might have a shot at a playoff place. Then we have the Real Salt Lake, who wants to um, forget the last couple of weeks they had. The last couple uh, not great results, especially against Seattle. But they want to come back to their winning ways against the Whitecaps. And put an authority on their chance to be in the postseason. And of course, we've got the Firecrackers against the Montreal Impact. The Portland Timbers against LA Galaxy, another game with a lot of playoff implication in the West. Those two teams are fighting to stay in the playoff spot. Even though they're two of the best teams in the league, they're actually having a, not a slump, but they're getting better as the season goes forward and as it is the, the usual case for the LA Galaxy. They're getting hot coming playoff time with all their superstars playing at all at the same time. It's going to be very fun to watch that team, even though we all hate that team. We got FC Dallas and Columbus crew. If Columbus win on the road, they got a shot of the playoffs again. If they lose, it might put a damper on their hopes. We'll see about that. Seattle Sounders versus New York Rebels. We all hope for a Seattle Sounders win at home against the Toros. If the Sounders can actually beat the Toros, it will give everybody in the East a little hand to... Uh, have a shot to that shield or the first place in the East for our own field advantage because it is something real in the playoffs. And September 29th, we got the Chivas USA with the San Jose Quakes. And now, we'll just take a second and talk about the Quakes. So guys, what do you really want to be to happen in Group 5 now? Now that the Montreal Impact is eliminated from the CCL, what is the one thing you really want to happen? Do you want San Jose to beat Aredia and San Jose to move forward to the to the quarterfinals of that CCL, or would you like Aradia to pull off a shocker and just move forward? Let's keep it in the family. Let's keep it in the league. Let's pray that Wondolowski scores a couple goals at Buckshaw in Santa Clara to beat Aradia, Aguerres, Depaten, gamesmanship galore. I just hope Steven Lenhart destroys those little Heredia. You could say that Steven Lenhart is the Asun Camara of attackers. <laughs> or you can say that Asun Camara is a Steven Lenhart of defenders. It's all a question of point of view. So that's what's going on in the game this weekend. What are the playoffs implications? Let's just hope that the top three in the East, still top three, Montreal's closer to top four now, but we're still in that top three with New York, Kansas City, and Montreal. Let's just hope that Montreal can keep up with those two teams. And let's let's hope for a couple defeats for the Kansas City and the Red Bull Toros, the New York Toros. I just really want San Jose to go through in the CCL. And I want Montreal to qualify for a playoff spot as soon as possible, people. Speaking about the playoffs, tomorrow night, Toyota Park, a very important game for the playoff push for the Montreal Impact, I talked yesterday to Scott Fenwick, co-host of On The Fire Radio, writer for OnTheFire.com, and all around good dude. We just talk about the playoffs. Playoffs? Talk about the Chicago Fire, the Impact, 
and especially Jose Luis Alangano, who I think can be one of the greatest DP next year in the whole league. We'll take a small break right now, and when we come back, Scott Fenwick, and you know what? I didn't start the fire either. Welcome back to Off The Woodworks. It's a great pleasure that I would like to welcome back to the show Scott Fenwick, co-host of On The Fire Radio and writer for OnTheFireRadio.com. Hello, Scott. Kevin, how are you, sir? Glad to be with you again. I'm great to have you, and I'm just great today as well. It's been a last rough week for the Montreal Impact, and it's been the same for the Chicago Fire. Yeah, First of all, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, we're not alone. <laughs> What happened last week? Well, uh, they went to Columbus, uh, and they obviously, like the Montreal Impact, find themselves uh, <laughs> in a position right now where they need to take three points. Uh, they went into Columbus, uh, having beaten the crew three times uh, previously in 2013. One of those wins was a uh, U.S. US Open Cup, Cup win. But... Um, Big game, obviously, and uh, early on, they looked pretty flat. Um, Dominic Oduro got a goal, uh, I think the 16th or 17th minute. Uh, Gonzalo Cigaris, uh, Chicago's left back, inexplicably just left the flank completely exposed, and Oduro had all kinds of time and space, put it away. And um, Around the 30th minute, uh, Bakari Samari uh, received a straight red card after a pretty... Uh, I'd call brutal tackle on Jairo uh, Arrieta, uh, and at that mm. point, pretty much doomed the fire, and they wound up losing 3-0 at Crew Stadium. Um, and now Columbus uh, finds themselves in the playoff picture. Exactly. Well, I got to tell you, anybody who tackles Arrieta, the way he dove and flops, would have get that red card. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we all know Dominic Adoro. Like, I can tell you, from Montreal perspective, it's the one player that I want in my team because I can't stand him scoring against Montreal anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a pretty pretty bitter uh, pill to swallow for Chicago fans uh, to see Oduro uh, score a meaningful goal against us, uh, considering that uh, we did have him. So, Exactly. All right, so right now, uh, seven game, six games left for the Chicago Fire. Five. Five games? Oh, wow, I missed one. Five games left. Yeah. 38 points. 39. 39? I missed another point. Here we go. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Do you have um, a hope for the playoffs? Because it's only a, a handful of points, but it's only a handful of games. Yeah, you know, look, I mean, mathematically it's possible, clearly. Um, with respect to the feeling of hope, I think that uh, many of us fans have felt sort of jerked around a bit because one week they perform the next week they don't you know they they put themselves in an opportunity uh to put distance between themselves and who's behind them and to secure a spot above the red line and then the next week they come and they just blow the opportunity so um i think it's get, gotten to the point now where a lot of people feel like well look even if they make the playoffs likely uh they'll be in the in the play-in game mm -hmm. and and you know 
is is that a really a big achievement in and of itself and, and you know I think a lot of people feel that if they make that play in game they don't really have much confidence that um they will advance so you know there's just not a whole lot of confidence in this team right now and and frankly they play and behave like they don't have a lot of confidence in themselves yeah well we all know that this game on the road will make it or break it for Chicago. If they get those three points, uh, the game on the road for Montreal as well. If they get those three points at Toyota Park, they might have closed that gap depending on the other results. And if Montreal gets that win on the road, it'll destroy Chicago's hope for the playoff. But one thing that's going Chicago's way, Montreal had the opportunity two weeks ago to take Columbus out of the playoff race. And they couldn't do it. So we'll at see. home, no less. <laughs> I know, exactly, at home. It was, uh, again, it was the crew. For some reason, the crew is the one team Montreal can't do nothing about. Even last year, I still don't get it. They're not even good. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know what? I think, um, look, I think confidence plays a big part uh, in, in play, and that sounds cliche, but I think it matters a lot now. Uh, you know, th things are so tight between places four and eight in the Eastern Confe Conference that if a team like the crew uh, can can get hot like they are now and stay confident, they could find themselves in a playoff spot, you know, and, and know. it's sort of the nature of MLS. You know, there's always going to be, you know, three, four, maybe even five teams that just frankly aren't that good. Who, who make the playoffs, and the crew could be one of those teams, the fire could be one of those teams, the union could be one of those teams. You know, we just we just don't know at this point. <laughs> All right, back to the Chicago fire. What, would you, what do you think stands out uh, in the whole season as the brightest spot for the Chicago fire? Uh, well, got to be Mike McGee. Uh, you know, d despite um, the, the, the precarious position they find themselves in, um, you know, and despite the uh, inconsistent performances from a lot of the players, um, and I would say the manager as well, uh, we have found that uh, week to week, game to game, you know, we can depend on Mike McGee uh, to not only perform but to also give it give it his all. You know, to to fight to the bitter end, and um, you know, a lot of us just wish that that sort of killer attitude would permeate itself throughout the rest of the squad. And do you think McGee's got a shot by of regaining his magic touch around the goal to maybe make a push for a golden boot? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Uh, I believe, what is he, two behind DeVaio right yeah. now? Right now it's DeVaio 18, Camillo and McGee tied at 16, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the other players obviously look to Mike uh, to create and score, um, and with five games left, um, I would imagine that he does have a shot. Um, so um, we'll see. And you know, a lot of folks have been talking about him for MVP for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that at this point, considering we don't know what the playoff picture is going to look like, I think that. He is a, a solid uh, contender for MVP as well. So, oh yeah, well he is. If, if you take the the actual true definition of what an MVP is, the most valuable player on your team, the 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 one player who has the most effect and influence on your team, 
gotta be McGee. Should you take him before he got traded and then after? It's a totally different season and totally different ball team. Indeed. Uh, you know, I think some people have different standards for MVP. Some people say, well, you know, uh, you can't have an MVP who, who's uh, on a non-playoff team. Other people define it as you have. Um, but what's clear to, clear to many of us is that without Mike McGee, uh, the fire would probably be living in the D.C. United TFC zone right now. <laughs> and i gotta got to tell you that without DeVaio, Montreal would probably be really close at that place. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll have something in common, right? Exactly, because in my opinion, the two front runners for MVP, it's uh, Mike McGee, you got Camilo, and you got Montreal, uh, DeVaio in Montreal. Those are, in my opinion, the three players who deserves the MVP, in my definition of MVP. You'll get the Robbie Keens and the, because they're the most influential player in the team, but for me, that's not what an MVP is. It's not the best player we want to know. It's the most valuable one. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, you know, I know there's a lot of folks out there who would agree with that sentiment. So, all right, so Saturday, Toyota Park. Any big yes. injuries about the Chicago Fire we should be aware of? Uh, as far as I know, n- uh, right now, no. Uh, they appear healthy, um, and because uh, we have a healthy squad, you know, a lot of this is going to boil down to uh, selection Uh, and not just selection for the starting 11 but selection for the bench Um, you know this team has plenty of talent this team unfortunately underperforms relative to its talent and so Frank Klopas um, has to be very careful with who he selects and who he employs and how so you know I think a lot of this is going to come down uh, to Frank Klopas's choices what the result of this match so And do you think Klopp is going to continue to have confidence in Jose Luis Alangano? Because in my opinion, he's going to be a great player when he adapts fully to the MLS. So watch out for him next year. Yeah, I mean, he's shown well the last couple games. Even in the um, Columbus game, he had a really, really nice header that hit the bar. Um, even when they were down a man uh, versus Columbus. Um and in the previous game, he scored his uh, first MLS goal, um, and his other statistics were quite good. Yeah. Um, Chris Rolfe played in the reserve match, uh, by the way. He played 90 minutes in the reserve match the day after uh, the Columbus game. So um, I would hope to think that he would leave Anangano uh, in the starting lineup, and I, me personally, I would be disappointed if he wasn't. Yeah, and Chris Rolfe, I forgot about Chris Rolfe. He was supposed to be a savior in Chicago at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think Chris Rolfe has forgotten about Chris Rolfe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he statistically, uh, if you look at his um, his scoring and assist output relative to minutes played, he's one of the worst at his position in the league. It's unfortunate. Yeah, because he, he had a good impact, uh, if I remember correctly, at the beginning of last year when he came in. Yeah, he did. Uh, you know, he was a big reason why they were able to uh, make that push to secure a playoff spot. He got hot uh, in August and September last year, cooled off at the end there. Um, but this entire season, I believe he only has four goals and assists, and uh, he's, he's got a lot of minutes played. So, All right, and do you think it's going to continue with a 4-4-2 for the Toyota, uh, Toyota Park? 
I would imagine, um, you know, he, Klopas hasn't shown us, uh, you know, any evidence thus far that he's willing to stray too far from that. I mean, sometimes what you'll see is in that 4-4-2, it'll, often it'll look like a 4-4-1-1. And now that uh, Anangano's in there, McGee has started to float back a little bit uh, and play sort of a number 10. Um but I don't, I don't see any uh, deviation from a four-four-two-ish type formation. So, all right. Well, with that, I'm gonna wish you a great game on Saturday, and hopefully, one of our teams is still gonna be in the playoff hunt. <laughs> well, uh, it looks like you guys have enough breathing room, at least for this week. You're, you're, you'll still be in it regardless of the result uh, come this weekend. Yeah, so. <laughs> but there used to be a six-point gap. Now it's, there's no gap at all. So it's beginning to be really tight. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's probably going to come down at least for the fire. I, you know, unless they completely implode. I imagine we might be going into Red Bull Arena the last game of the season with a playoff spot on the line. It's going to be really tight. Well, that's going to be a great, a very interesting New York, the Battle of the Gothams with a, with a, <laughs> a result needed. That's going to be interesting. Indeed. And at that point, uh, New York might be fighting for the supporter shield yeah, for all we know. I so. still can't wait for Montreal to get those two games in hands played so we finally have a balanced table. <laughs> Indeed, All right, indeed. Scott. Have a great game on Saturday, and you can read Scott on Twitter at onthefire97 or onthefire.com. As on the Fire Radio podcast is available right there. Thank you very much, Scott. Kevin, it was always a, it's always a pleasure, sir. So thank you, Scott Fenwick, again. And you can listen to Scott's podcast on onthefire.com. And it's a great podcast if you like to know about the Chicago Fire and everything's going on in the Chicago region. About football, or if you better, if you like it better, soccer. <laughs> so it's going to be a great weekend in the MLS for the push for the playoffs, for the playoff implications. If you have any questions, comments, or reactions, or whatever you'd like to say to me, you can always email me off the woodworks at hotmail.com. You can always uh, on Twitter at off the woodworks or go like my page on Facebook. You can get this podcast, first of all, on Red Nation Online. Every Friday, beginning of the afternoon, Friday afternoon, you can get this show on Red Nation Online. And you know what you can get on Red Nation Online too? Everything you need to get your Canadian soccer fix. Talk about the Canadian men's national team. Talk about, you got Bodger. Uh, making great interviews every couple of weeks. You got some East Side Stand Up Toronto podcast. You got From the Black Hole, a podcast about everything that's going on in the prairies for the Canadian men's national team and for soccer in general. It's an interesting, very well done podcast. So you can get all those shows on Red Nation Online. And there's a, a, a digital magazine for iPads and tablets called The Boot. There's is a comic strip every couple of days. It's a great website. So go to rednationonline.ca. And obviously, you can get this show on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Podbean, Feedburner, anywhere where you can get your podcast, you can get this show. So thank you very much for listening to Off the Woodworks number 42. 
it's a great pleasure that I do this show just for you my friends and on that note go Montreal tomorrow against uh, Toyota against Toyota it is in Toyota Park but it's against the Chicago Firecrackers so good luck to Montreal tomorrow night and until next week I'm Kevin Laramie and have a great soccer Baby,